Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is November 24th, 2021. So listen, your boy, number 234 brought to you by our friend destiny fomo follow her at twitter.com slash destiny fomo uh gaming wrestling all kinds of fun stuff wonderful girl we we thank her for supporting us twitter.com slash destiny fomo you'll find all of her swell links jimmy it's thanksgiving week here what do you what do you have to be thankful for um I'm thankful for the, that I have somebody working on uh, on Fightful, uh, like Melissa. Melissa's done a great job with Fightful. Really, really, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm so thankful to have her. I'm also thankful to have somebody that does Fightful work for me, like Camillo. Yeah. Camillo does a great Camillo job producing job. this podcast. Yes, he, does. He, he, he does really good. He's done a good job. I'm I'm very thankful that I have somebody that does the the the, the hard work and the and the work mm-hmm. ethic and yes. and the tireless work that Jeremy Lambert does. Yeah, not this Thank week. Thank you. He's not. not this week. He's not. Normally he does. So 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 yeah. I appreciate yeah. that out of him. Good job, Jeremy Lambert. And we have. You know the person that heads up everything and 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 just does an amazing job. Well, and let me cut you off last. right there. I, I know where you're going, Joe Pearl. Thank you. I was going to actually Champion. pat myself on the back and say the person that's headed up everything for five and a half years, me. But in reality, if I'm being and by the way, the paperwork's coming today, Sean. In reality, oh. if if I'm being uh, realistic uh, for a minute, Sean Rossap's done a great job with Fightful. Although I got to say, Sean. I was at a client lunch. I'm like two pints deep right now. <laughs> I was at a client lunch and Sean texted me and he said, can we go 10 minutes early today? Cause I have a, a, a the quiz thing. Quizlemania, and, yeah. And, and I, I was at the client lunch and I'm like, God damn, I'm like two pints deep. I better go well, get a coffee. 
Well, I mean, Jimmy, you can afford that coffee now because Fightful now, Select is now. officially now the first wrestling property on Patreon to ever hit 4,500 subscribers. Thank you all so much for that. Uh, even though the list goes on, won't be today. I've got a bonus figure haul episode. We got shows every day. I broke some news today about the status of Johnny Gargano. Uh, so head over there. I'm going to have more on a, an ROH contract today. Uh, I, I'm going to be traveling a lot this week, but oh boy, I've still got plenty of scoops. A lot of good scoops that are that are dropping. Uh, also, thank you to our moderator, Hannah, and our social media manager, Kyler. I'm thankful for everybody. We got to go one by one. Damn. <laughs> uh, I mean, Tim Travers says it's his dad's uh, 69th birthday last Tuesday. He's thankful for him. Nice, first off. I knew she uh, was going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Of course. But we are thankful to you, Tim. We're thankful to everybody who uh, subscribes to FightfulSelect.com. But if you want to have your question or statement read on this show, you can do one of two things. You can donate a Super Chat, which is cool, fine, neat. We, we appreciate that. But we encourage you to go to HumperChat.com or HumperChats.com and donate on our, our Streamlabs platform. Uh, we call those Humper Chats. If you have a PayPal account, it links right up there. And we've already got a couple of those. Van Twinblade says, First at an Ethan Page vlog. Now listen, your boy. Later, Quizzlemania. The wrestling community really wants me to have a happy birthday. I get to see uh, Ethan Page in about a month at Toy Vomit. I'm very excited. About cool. That. Hamilton, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel R says, in my opinion, I'd like to see AEW do a little more with Malachi Black. Your thoughts? Anyone you want to see more of at AEW? I do want to see him sort of escape the Cody verse, but I kind of like the idea of the House of Black being. Andrade, Pack, Malachi, because they have similar trajectories in that sense. I think there's more they can do with uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I, I feel like that he's kind of stuck right now a little bit. Uh, they've done the thing with the Bucks and, and him and Luchasaurus a lot. And I look at him and, and how many times have they talked about how he's kind of one of the pillars, so to speak. I feel like there's a story to tell with him. And one thing about Jim Ross, because, you know, Jim Ross gets criticized for his gaffes a lot. Jim Ross is the one guy that will continually refer to him on commentary as Jack Perry. Have you noticed yes. that? Yeah. And I agree with that. And, and we've talked about how they should call him Jungle Boy Jack Perry. They should, they should let you know what his real name is. They should let you know about his lineage. That's a guy they could do a lot more with. And so, uh, but they'll get there. Like it's, it's a, they got a two hour show. If you exclude Rampage, they have a two hour show. I think Tony Khan's understood. You know, you can't tell everybody's story every single Wednesday night. But uh, Jack Perry's a guy that they, they got to get away from Jungle Boy a little bit and uh, and get more into the, the character development with Jack Perry. Chief says, when you see Danielson versus Hangman taking place, his prediction is TBS since Battle of the Belts is a one-hour special. Uh, I think TBS debut or Battle of the Belts, one or the other, is, is the right call there. And Daniel R. says, based on last night's conversation on the Fightful Wrestling Roundtable, who are a couple people you could see leaving AEW for WWE? Uh, Wardlow, uh, I could see Brian Cage and maybe like a, a Red Velvet down the line or a Jade Cargill. You definitely think about the aesthetic mm -hmm. because Vince McMahon likes a certain aesthetic. Brian Cage, he's he's Vince McMahon all day. Brian Cage, yeah. uh, and that'd be a guy that he would target. Wardlow, I could see. I could see him looking at Luchasaurus too. I, yeah. I think I think that Tony Khan's probably figured out by now because 
one of the knocks on them when they started was that they were they were too small of a roster, and then they started bringing on these bigger guys. And I think Tony Khan recognizes that, and uh, it'll be it'll be hard for for some of these guys, I think, to leave, given what you're hearing. I I think it might have been in one interview where Tony Khan said, you know, in WWE, it doesn't seem like you get a contract; it seems like you get a temporary agreement. Mm-hmm. That's something WWE is going to have to try to change in terms of the perception. Because otherwise, how are you going to lure anybody? You can, you can say all day long, hey, I'm going to beat you on the annual guarantee or the annual money. But if you got that little clause in there that I can cut you whenever I want, it's going to be harder to, to attract guys, I think. When I, I interviewed Air Paris, AJ Styles' former partner in, in WCW, and he said, you know, we were always actually told we had a 90-day contract. He's like, that's effectively what you have. Uh, we've got a bunch more Humper Chats. Big thank you, guys. Uh, by the way, check out that Fightful Wrestling Roundtable with myself, Shaquille Majuri, Chris Van Vliet, Denise Salcedo. It's going to have a rotating cast. I think you guys are really going to like it. We haven't decided if it'll be on Select or the main site yet, but uh, the, the first episode is up. Dante says, for the Twitter Troll Defense Fund, shout out to Grapsity for that last episode on point per usual. Grapsity is, I mean, I would like to say they found their footing. They, they had found their footing immediately. They were immediately awesome. Uh, check them out Saturdays at noon. Uh, and Matt Reichel says, Happy Thanksgiving to the GOAT head of the table, Sean Ross Sapp. Got my tickets for GCW at Hammerstein. Does that show, that Hammerstein show for GCW, interest you at all? Uh, if I'm being honest, not so much than any other show. I've just seen Cardona talk about it a lot. So Then that's a, that's a good thing. If you don't follow GCW like that, but you follow Matt Cardona and you see him talking about it. It means that investments probably paid off for them. I, I, I keep tabs on everything. So I, I always keep like high level tabs on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's only so many hours in the day. So like, do I watch every minute of every show? No, but I keep tabs. So I'm, I'm more than aware of it. Yeah. But guys like Cardona for sure. Um, uh, you know, are very good at, at, uh, at marketing. That's why sometimes I'll bust Matt Cardona's balls in social media and I'll say, this guy is shitty at marketing. He's got no revenue streams. Because the guy sells well, everything. I, I also know? keep tabs. Then I submit them on my invoice to get them reimbursed from you. Sure. Chris Rain says, love the Gresham and Baron Black interview about Terminus. Really excited for that now. It's not too far from my sister's house, so I might have to get a flight and make it a weekend in Atlanta. I was I was hoping to go to that. I think we're going to try to send Steven. Uh, oh, the really? Win- I thought you were going to go. I was the window on that and getting back to when I need to be back the next day. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be able to make it. Oh, uh, but okay. Steven Jensen lives in Atlanta. Okay. So we're like, I'm so excited for that. Uh, Gresham and Baron Black will obviously be involved. Daniel Garcia and Bandito are involved. Check out that interview, guys. It was a lot of fun to watch them kind of bust each other's balls, too. Uh, Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says, held out on getting Fightful Select for a while, but the summer of sap, summer of scoops, won me and I sing your all's praises. Thank you for everybody's hard work and heavy laughs. Hey, I always say, it's one thing if I tell you guys to subscribe, but if you all tell other people, it means a lot. I really questioned if we would hit the mark that we had got to in September again, but here we are back over it. And, and it so, what you're, so what you're saying is I'm right all the time. Well, I, that's what you're saying. I'm right all the time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. That's, 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 and, so, you know, Sean's the kind of guy, Sean doesn't want to put me over. 
it's that's it's, not it's, true. It's hard for Sean to do. He doesn't want to do it. When we hit 2,000 subs, and I had told Sean we're gonna hit 2,000 subs, and Sean was like, we're never gonna do it. Then when we hit 2,000 subs, and I said to Sean, here's my next target. What did Sean Ross Sapp say? No chance. I said we're, we're gonna do it, and he's like, no chance. He refuses to admit that I'm fucking brilliant. And I see the trajectory of this stuff from a business you perspective. You know what's more brilliant? The person who gets the subs. For so here's how it works. Mm. This is this is how Sean and I muted. Uh so some stupid punk says, Oh my god, I'm late. Thankfully, I'm on Facebook now and saw Mr. Van's tweet about SRS wanting to go early. <laughs> Yeah. Am I still muted, Sean? Am I still muted? No, you're not. And Joker asked if we have any word on Asuka's contract. She's one of a few wrestlers I'd like to see in AEW. No, I haven't. And they can add injury time to that based on her being out. Uh, continue to leave Humper Chats, guys. It means a lot, but leave us a thumbs up on this video. Jimmy, what's on the list today? Yeah, I have a lot. So I, I was debating, do I start with Rock or do I start with the third promotion thing? Because the third promotion thing... A lot of people, when I posted and said, bad idea, terrible idea, don't do it, a lot of people responded and said, I'd love to hear why, because there's so much talent out there that uh, that they think that you should. Let's start with Rock, because th this was a big one on the weekend. So uh, Survivor Series happens, and the first thing that we should, th that we should say or that I want to say is WWE did not advertise an appearance by The Rock at Survivor Series. I'm sure that would be their defense if, they, if, if people complain. They did not advertise an appearance by The Rock, and so they are theor theoretically in the right. But as a viewer watching that show, um, it's very clear, I think, what the intention was out of the company. And when you see – so Sunday night as the show was going on, as Survivor Series was going on, I was checking social media trends, and I was looking at Twitter twins and trends and stuff. Scores of people were convinced – that the rock was going to be at survivor series scores of them hundreds and hundreds of people were convinced he was going to be there because on the pre-show they started showing the highlight packages you know uh, uh, promoting his 25th anniversary of his debut in wwe the uh commentary was talking about it and vince mcmahon who's never on television shows up at the arena holding the red notice egg and this is right before the pre-show went off the air that he comes that he shows up with the with the with the red notice egg so everybody logically if they're on the fence about ordering the pay-per-view, there was Vince McMahon who's never on television with a red notice. Like, what are they going to think? Yeah. As the show went on all night long, what did they do? Here's another highlight package from The Rock. Here's commentary once again mentioning that it's the 25th anniversary of his debut in WWE. There's Roman Reigns hitting a rock bottom in the main event with Big E. Roman Reigns is doing uh, media prior to Survivor Series. Jimmy Fallon straight up says, you know, there's a lot of rumor about the Rocket Survivor Series, Roman, to his credit, said, I haven't heard that. He didn't say yes, didn't say no. He yeah. said, I haven't heard that. But um, it came off to me like they were basically trying to utilize that in order to get extra eyeballs on a Survivor Series in Brooklyn. And I'll be honest, Sean, as the night went on, again, given the mentions, uh, given the highlight packages, given the red notice egg, I thought for sure there's no way this company would be so stupid as to do all the shit in Brooklyn, New York, and not have Rock show up. And when he didn't, I thought, uh, this is Vince McMahon once again whittling away at his audience. This is Vince so, McMahon one, once again being just unaware of the landscape. That's when uh, why when some of the production got the wrong lineup and it had Big E Roman Reigns first, I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. The Rock's not going to be here. Right. 
you don't tease it. Hannah says every time they hit his music for the highlight package, people would stand up then realize it was another video package all throughout the night. Is that video, right? Live in the arena. Video, yeah, video package, video package, video package. And then just nothing. Yeah. Just nothing. And I made the, it wasn't even a joke. Like, Impact got him to do more for Bound for Glory last year than WWE did. And people said, oh, but, but, but Ken Shamrock and it's his friend. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> There's a seven figure deal between Red Notice and WWE. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. It came off to me like WWE wanting to remind all of us that they're connected to one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. It came off it, as them wanting to let us know that it, there's a connection there. It comes off as, hey, remember when it didn't suck? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people could look at it like that because they do tend to look back to when it was great. You know, yeah. they do tend to do that. And I mean, oh, I, I liked it, like it when it was The Rock and Steve Austin every every week. I get one of those. Van Twinblade says, how dare you underestimate how stupid Vince can be? <laughs> oh, buddy, I can't report it right now, but the original story or plan I heard for that egg was going to be way worse. And Vince being involved was like the make good. Really? Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, they they were paid a lot of money for that. I don't even know why Netflix would do that, if I'm being honest. Do you know the kind of money Netflix okay. is shelling out? Well, seven figures is what I heard for this. No, no, no. But what, what I mean is, so Rock got $20 million for that film, right? Gal Gadot got $20 million. Ryan Reynolds got $20 million. There's another movie coming out in December. I think it's called Up in the Air or something. It's got uh, DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence got $25 million. DiCaprio got $30 million. Netflix is paying like theatrical release mm -hmm. top dollar for this stuff. And sure, I mean, Red Notice, I think, did, the, did the, the, the biggest opening they've ever had for a show on Netflix. With all respect to WWE, I understand The Rock's a former wrestling guy. Do you really need to, to give WWE seven figures for promotion? when? Well, I do understand why they targeted WWE, because that's that's you can't find a more direct demographic than I, WWE. Sure, that. but they had already, by the time Survivor Series happened, they had already hit the biggest opening in Netflix history and they haven't even had survivor series yet. Yeah. Like I don't understand. I, I just didn't see the point. They, you know, that Netflix is not profitable, right? Right. Yeah. Because of all the How money they, they spend on content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I look at that and, and I, I, you know, people are always going to say, you know, they have to do what they have to do. It's competitive. There's a lot of other streaming services when you're paying. I, mean, I, I look at it running a subscription service, nowhere near that one. And I'm like, how could they like it? I can't bring every podcast onto Fightful Select. Right. Like if if somebody, okay, if we pay somebody X amount of dollars and it generates two subscriptions. Yeah. Well, okay, well, that's, we're not going to make our money back on that. I think if somebody did their research and if they understood, here's how many eyeballs are going to be watching the pre-show. Here's how many eyeballs are going to be watching Survivor Series. Here's how many eyeballs are going to be watching Peacock. Here's how many of those are uh, raw. Here's how many of those eyeballs are the same people they'd probably figure out we don't need to do this. We already hit our, you know, biggest opening ever before we even started that promotion. I don't think they need to do it. I, I think Netflix wastes a shit ton of money. I guess that's my point. I think they waste a shit ton of money, but that's a, that's another conversation. Well, well, you know what? People aren't wasting a shit ton of money here. Hannah says also the speakers <laughs> in the arena were horrendous. We had no idea what was going on with the egg stuff. We couldn't hear anything being said blessing in disguise, Hannah. That's yes. what that was. You were lucky to not know. 
Alicia says, just wanted to say the wrestling roundtable was awesome. Hope it's more than once a month. We have a lot of news. Right now it is once a month. We'll see how that goes, though. Jedediah says, hey, Fightful family, just wanted to share with you all. My wife had our first child today. Malachi Finn Steele is alive and well. Congratulations to you. That is so awesome. Life change. Life yeah. change. Good luck to you. Big life change. Brian Bayless asks, what's Miro's status with AEW? He's mostly seen in tape promos and seldom on Dynamite. He's still there. He's still under contract. He's been uh, doing a movie of late. I also um, think I also think that having him off TV after the loss to Brian is the way to go, or after the loss to yeah. uh, Guevara and then Brian, that's the way to go. You bring him back; he's got more buzz to him. It seems like Tony Khan's got a a, a good understanding of that. You know, you give guys a little break. Yes. Uh, based Maritimer says, "Fan of the work you all do. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, or as we call it in Canada, Thursday." Yeah. Question for Jimmy: Do the Oilers start choking in more or less than ten games? Uh, they're not a playoff team. Uh, I, you know, I love the Edmonton Oilers. If you're not a hockey fan, they're having a good year. They're like 13 and five this year, mm -hmm. but they're not a playoff team. And uh, the problem is in the playoffs. And I, I'm not a big uh, basketball guy or baseball guy. In basketball, Sean, is it the same thing where come playoff time, it's defense first? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, it steps up certainly. Yeah, yeah. In hockey, come playoff time, it's typically defense first. And uh, the Oilers are built for offense. So they're a great regular season team, and they they struggle in the playoffs when it gets tight. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think they're headed down that road again. That's just the unfortunate. Reminder, scenario. guys, get, get your Humper Chats in at HumperChats.com or your Super Chats here on YouTube. Some Stupid Punk says, oh, people are still just finding out about subscribing to Fightful Select with all the exclusive news, early industry-wide news, two sweet merch, exclusive streams and commentary, and don't forget that magazine. fightfulmag.com by the way, guys. Let's let's do that. fightfulmag.com oh, just just Camilla. Oh, he's got the overlay this time. Good. So fight huh. no, you put it back on Sean. Put it back on Sean. It's more fun. fightfulmag.com. <laughs> the November December issue. A FIFA magazine available now in printer digital. Darby Allen is our cover boy. Uh, Sean's got an exclusive interview with Dominic Mysterio. Shaza McKenzie writes the wrestlers Tribune. Uh, a great story about the, the, the late Daphne Younger written by Taylor Hendricks. Yeah. Uh, good article by Becky Lynch. We're working now on the January, February issue. And uh, I'm introducing a new feature for that issue called the fighters Tribune written by current or former fighters. Uh, and former UFC fighter and uh, Strike Force champion Nate Marquardt is writing the inaugural edition. Buy it or Fighters else. Tribune. There you go. Or he's going to stab it. you with what looks or like else. a plastic sword. Nice. Oh, is that real? Yeah, it's real. Oh, good. So uh, that reminds me of Crocodile Dundee. You've seen that, yeah? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, FIFOMag.com, that's where you can get the magazine. So there you go. I want to say one other thing about the egg uh, because Hannah mentioned the egg. So I want to say yeah. this. I was asked by people if the raw ratings got an egg pop. And so I want to mention this. So Camilla, put up media one. This is a chart from Brandon Thurston. Can, I hope you guys can, can see this. This is a chart from Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics. Great he, work. He does. He does do great work. And he posted this on social media. If you look at Survivor Series there at the bottom and see under 2020, there's a plus six. Yeah. So what this what this shows you it this this shows you the viewership for Raw after a pay per view uh, and how the increase is compared to the previous four weeks of of the show of mm -hmm. Raw. 
So in this case, last year after Survivor Series, Raw did 6% better than what the previous four weeks of Raw had done. And so the idea was in order for the egg to legitimately have popped a rating, Raw this year should do at least 7% better than what the previous four weeks of Raw had done mm -hmm. if you want to compare it to last year. And, and that was kind of how Brandon looked at it. Raw this week did 1.698 million total viewers on USA Network. The viewership was up 5% versus the median of the last four weeks. And what that means is the egg likely did not pop a rating. Uh, if anything, it was the Survivor Series fallout in general that increased Raw over last week. But when you look at the median over the last four weeks, the egg did not pop the number. And so uh, there's your answer. We got a few more humper chats. Rob Reed says five bucks for step host, Sean. Daniel Daniel says, I would like AEW to have more gimmick matches, but I'm not a fan of it being like it is in wintertime for war games. Why does WWE do that? I, I'm okay with having a winter war games. It doesn't bother me at all. Like, yeah, so Royal Rumbles in January every year. Yeah. Uh, I think that AEW is slowly rolling out those types of matches. That way, like the first cage match was important for them. The first ladder match is important for them. Eventually, uh, the others will as well. Some stupid punk says, I'm here to hurt my bank account and bother you both with a bunch of messages. It'll hopefully be entertaining. My but my friend, if they've got a dollar sign attached to them, I'm in, I'm entertained by every single one of them. That's just that's just the case. And we thank you so much. Sean Blanford says, hey, SRS and Jimmy Van. First time watching live in a while. So thank you for the to Jimmy for the blue blood wreck. It was an amazing experience. How important do you oh, think? You, yeah, he checked it out. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I would love to know if you, so here's what you do. If anybody's ever in Toronto and if you want to go to Blue Blood Steakhouse at Casa Loma, which is like a castle in, in Toronto, tell them it's your anniversary. Even if it's not your anniversary, tell them it's your anniversary. I did that with my wife. They gave us a private <laughs> tour of the museum. So that's what you do. Tell them it's your anniversary. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it says, how important do you think war games will be for the trajectory of 2.0 brand going forward? Um, I So I reported some news on FightfulSelect.com today about why Johnny Gargano is able to do that match. And um, it's it says a lot about how he feels about NXT as it pertains to his career because he didn't have to do it, but he will be there for war games. Well, he, he indicated that he wanted to do war games. Yes, and um, Jimmy, I can't help but to think of the ECW Originals versus the ECW New Blood. I can't help but to think of the Millionaires Club versus the the, the New Blood there as well. Like, I can't help but to think that uh, the, of the similarities, but hope that it gets executed a lot better. I want to ask you for your, this is kind of a similar topic, Scotty Too Hottie. Mm -hmm. So Scotty Tuati, he, he, he posted on social media that he gave his notice. He's a trainer in NXT. He said, if I ever get to the point where I'm just doing it for the paycheck, it's time to move on. And that's kind of what he, what he suggested. Here's what I want to ask you in his, you know, note that he posted on social media when he was, when he was talking about NXT, he said the black and gold brand. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, I thought to myself, okay, did he say that intentionally to make a point of it's not now what it was then? Or was he just, without thinking about it, he just referred to it as the black and gold brand. What do you think about that? Because when I saw that, I thought he posted black and gold brand to let it be known what it is now is not what it was then. Um, Probably the constant changes. I mean, Triple H hasn't been around much. Even guys that they brought in, Kenny Dykstra, like he was, 
he was Ken Doan. He was brought yeah. in to coach there, and he's already getting main roster looks at that. And the sad reality is he's younger than a lot of the main roster talent right now. Yeah. Uh, when, when he's 35, but I just think that there have been an awful lot of changes, and some people don't necessarily like them. It doesn't reflect what they want. But my, my point is when Scotty Tuati made a point of saying black and gold brand. I, I just think that's I, I think that was just a habit. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh some stupid punk says wanted to take a minute from shilling for Fightful Select to subscribe uh, or to ask Jimmy when is Fightful starting its own wrestling promotion? Tony said there's room for another wrestling company. Remember, the more you say there's no chance, the more we think it's happening. Tony well, said that? No, 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 no. It's saying that about you. And I'll tell you what, I had a show themed after me, and even that was too stressful. Yeah. I don't. I don't ever want to do that again. Never ever. No. Never. So I, I, I did. It. I'm, I'm assuming that he's talking on an independent level, not a national level. I'm assuming. Yeah. I, I did it for fun, and uh, and I, I, I think I might have said this on the air, but if not, I told Sean. Since we started Fightful, or and and as Fightful's gotten notoriety over the last couple of years, and as people from my independent wrestling past have started to learn that I'm part of Fightful, guys I haven't talked to in 20 years are hitting me up. Yeah. Because they found out, shit, you know, Jimmy's part of Fightful. And like Cody Diener, who wrote uh, for the magazine, I booked him as a rookie on the independent level. Uh, and he found out I'm part of Fightful, and he wrote for Wrestler's Tribune for the magazine. That's happened. But but it, yeah, like Sean said, like running an independent company, I'm glad I did it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the business side of, of, uh, of wrestling. I have no interest in doing it again. It was cool when I did it. I loved working with guys like uh, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Jim the Evil Nightheart. I thought the world of he was a lot of fun. I got no interest in in doing another independent company. So let's talk about uh, the talking point. Why it's a bad time to to start a wrestling promotion, Jimmy? Well, the the first thing I want to do is ask you a question. Okay. So so last Thursday, November eighteen, you know WWE had this latest round of releases. You know, Hit Row and John Morrison and and uh, Slapjack Shane Thorne and, and other guys. To, to specify, yeah. some stupid punk said he meant an international company, a global company, Jimmy. No, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, maybe maybe like, like something digitally, like a video game or something. But I wanted to ask you this question, Sean, because a lot of people were asking this, and I don't know how contracts are structured in WWE. And, and so you might have more knowledge. People were thinking about Hit Row because B-Fab, from what I've heard, signed a new deal like a week before she got released when, when they were called up to the main roster. So one question that I've seen a lot of people ask on social media was um, when they call people up from NXT, does that then put them on a 90-day cycle? Yes. It does. Yes, it does. So uh, Well, it doesn't put them on that. It's just uh, the standard in the contract. That's why it came such as a as such a shock when Malachi Blacks was only 30 because as a standard, they, they get paid more. They've got a new brand new contract that kind of resets. They get obviously more money. The, their dates are different. Uh, their travel expenses are different. They are then responsible for their travel expenses as opposed to NXT where that stuff is taken care of hotel and travel is taken care of there. Uh, and there were, at, there was at least one when they got their contract updated that didn't have that in there. Like they still got their travel handled by WWE. Um, so yeah, uh, they ended up getting a 90 day as well. So do you think that some of the talent that was surprisingly released like hit row as an example, do you think that WWE intentionally 
called them up first, then released them because they wanted to have a 90 day buffer before they could show up someplace else versus a 30 day buffer. No. And I'll tell you why, if that's what they wanted to do, they could have just kept them on. They could have taken them off TV and kept them under contract for those 60 days, then cut them with the additional 30. That doesn't make any sense. I know a lot of people were saying that. Yeah. They're like, Oh, well they just did it. So they could have them sit out. They could have them sit out a year if they wanted. They're still paying these people their full salary throughout the, that period. So no, that wasn't it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Cause yeah, like I said, I save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app, get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three 49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor, super drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I didn't know how contracts are structured. Uh, and when I heard that BFAB had assigned a new one uh, after being called up, I wasn't sure how WWE does it. Do they make everybody call up, sign a new contract? when they get Not only up? that, they, they would have been paying people more to just sit them at home. Like they could have just done that on their NXT deal not had them on TV, then cut them with 30 days and saved a ton more money. Right. There's, there's no uh, right hand, left hand, man. I mean, they filmed black Friday commercials with hit row. They did. Yeah. I, cause I, I saw Heyman in the Ariel Hawani interview mentioned hit row. That's where they released. Matter of fact, I think he did the interview that same day. Yes, he did. Uh, and he, he mentioned them as like a, as like an entity, like a commodity that a potential in the company. And then, and there you go. Okay, so after the releases happened last Thursday, there were a few people that are known online, you know, in the, in the wrestling news world or in the wrestling journalism world that posted on social media and they basically said, it's a great time for a billionaire to come along and launch a new national wrestling company mm -hmm. because there's so much talent available. And when I saw that, I posted on Twitter and I said, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I suggest that a billionaire does not do that. And a few people commented to me and said, well, I'd like to know why, because like there's a lot of talent available. So it seems like it is a good idea. So I thought, you know what, let's let's tackle this on uh, on the list on your boy, because it's a terrible idea. And uh, and let's talk about it. So two two areas. Talent is 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 the the secondary one. Business model is the main one. And we'll, we'll we'll tackle talent first, the secondary one, and then we'll tackle business model, the main one. So. 2018, when AEW came together, and it came together after Cody Rhodes and the Bucks did the all-in show in Chicago. And Tony Khan was there, and he recognized, shit, they used the internet to sell out 10,000 seats. And that's when he recognized there could be a business model here. Back in 2018, my opinion, and you can agree or disagree, Sean, the popularity and the groundswell for that group of talent exceeded what you're seeing currently from anybody not connected to WWE or not connected to AEW. So, you know, the, the Young Bucks and, and, and Kenny Omega and Cody Rose and Chris Jericho, I believe that the popularity and the buzz around those guys eclipses anybody not involved with any major company today. And it was a perfect storm then because all of them were available at the same time. Like, like yes. Cody and the Bucks and Omega, their contracts were due with New Japan and Ring of Honor. Jericho was essentially a free agent. They were all available, and it was just kind of the perfect storm. And when you look at their popularity at that time in 2018, 
the young bucks in terms of their merchandise and in terms of their their social media they had started to become a mainstream entity like their 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 shit was flying off the shelves at hot topic at that time they're really becoming a, a big thing kenny omega who wasn't talking about his matches in new japan in 2018 yeah 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 he was the hottest foreigner in the business. Everybody's watching his matches in New Japan. Like he, he was a really big deal. Cody Rhodes was arguably the hottest non WWE talent at that time. Remember, he had the ring and ring of honor and everything. Like he was a hot talent. And Chris Jericho, you talk about the noise Chris Jericho made when first he appeared in New Japan, said, I'll never wrestle on, on US soil for anybody else than WWE. Then he shows up at all in. Everybody's like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there, there was a massive buzz at that time. When you look at currently, and I mean no disrespect to anybody because they're doing a good job, but when you look at currently, say Matt Cardona, Dan Housen, Nick Gage, uh, the guys that, that are de- de- developing a buzz currently, it's not close to where it was in 2018 in terms of the the just the buzz and, and the momentum and everything that you're hearing. So the first issue in terms of a billionaire coming along in 2021 and launching a wrestling company yes there's a lot of great talent out there and they could i mean I, we we got to mention stroman bray wyatt and Cross, i'm going to lee briscoe's yeah. gresham yeah i'm going to but in terms of when you're dealing with a with a a, a network executive and and that's going to be part of my second point and when you look at the talent roster you could definitely fill out a hell of a talent roster but when you go to a network executive and you say yeah. i've got adam sure you can't say i've got braun Strowman. Yeah, I've got Adam Share. You can't say I've got Bray Wyatt. I've got Wyndham Rotunda. It's not well, going to do the same. It might be. It might be Bray Rotunda. I mean, they can use whatever. like half that name. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But it's it's not the same. And and same thing with like Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. Great talent. Definitely underutilized in WWE. Would definitely be a part of anybody's roster. But when you're talking to a network executive that might not know the business, they're not going to get it done. Sure. And so, and so the first reason as a billionaire, I would not want to come in and do this today is because you'd have a hell of a talent roster. You have nobody that's probably going to sell a deal, uh, that has enough notoriety to sell a deal. That's the first reason. The second reason is the business model itself. And it used to be that wrestling companies made their money through live ticket, ticket sales and merchandise. WWE did it for decades. It used to be in the eighties, they actually had to pay for TV. Mm-hmm. WWE used to have to buy time on syndication and pay for TV. Well, you, you, you transition, you know, 30 years later, and now the major American companies are making the, the majority of their revenue through rights. And that's WWE and that's AEW. They're making most of the money through rights. Yeah, they do some live events. WWE's got the Peacock deal. AEW uh, still does decent in pay-per-view, and they do a handful of live events a year. But the majority of their money is made through television rights. And you got to remember, TNT did not come crawling, begging for AEW. That did not happen. And Tony Khan's been very public about this. Uh, He's done a bunch of different interviews about this. He actually spoke to TNT executives because he heard they were interested in WWE rights. Mm-hmm. And he and he's done interviews talking about this. He did one recently with the Monaco Streaming Film Festival. You can watch the interview online. He said, I heard that they were interested in WWE. I talked to uh, the executives. You know what they were willing to pay for WWE, Sean, at the time? What's that? Accor- according to Tony uh, Khan, they weren't going to spend more than $150 million a year on WWE, TNT. And Tony Khan knew you're not getting WWE for, for, yeah. for $150 million, And he's able to convince them to give him a chance and then they ended up doing a rev share deal with him and uh and then you know things kind of came together the way they came together tnt did not come crawling 
begging for AEW. And the Khan family was in a very unique situation that I don't know if another billionaire is going to be able to replicate because not only did the Khan family have the Jacksonville Jaguars, so they obviously had television connections. They've got the Premier League soccer. They've obviously got television connections. They also got Tony Khan, who's a lifelong wrestling fan. He's got a finger, his finger on the pulse of the business, went to the all-in show, did a shit ton of research, had a business plan was yeah. able to actually present to TNT and, and he had an actual business plan of how it was going to be done. And they did not make money uh, in the first couple of years because they did an ad split, a revenue split. It wasn't until they were able to kind of show that they, they you know, had enough of a base that they were able to kind of renegotiate and get a new deal done. If you're a billionaire coming in now, unless let's say it's somebody whose son is like a Tony Khan, a lifelong wrestling fan, has his finger on the pulse of the business, it's unlikely that you're going to make any money. And, and the thing is, again, going back to, to Tony Khan and, uh, and AEW, AEW didn't come to be until he had TNT in the bag first. And by his own admission, he said, and I, I have the quote here somewhere, he said, the conversation that started AEW happened when he talked to the TNT executive mm -hmm. and was able to, to, to get a feel from the TNT executive. Yeah, you got to have a TV chance. deal. 100%. Because as, as some stupid punk says, he goes, Tony Khan did say a few months back he believes there's still room for a third national brand equal to AEW or old TNA. I don't unless no. that T unless unless a TV company may say let's start one. But you yes. know what? We've got a TV company that's getting out of wrestling right now in Sinclair Broadcast Company. So I mean, it's it's not set. I mean. Wow, Women of Wrestling is not going to be that. It's just not going to be that. And they've got a connection to uh, Viacom. Uh, I, I do think that the WWE name, like Bray Wyatt or Braun Strowman, means as little as ever, though. Like, Dean Ambrose, nobody, relatively, not a lot of people knew who John Moxley was. He popped up right. on AEW. Everybody knew him. Everybody was chanting Ruby Soho before she came out as Ruby Soho. So I don't think that's as much of a hurdle. But, um... I just, unless you've got a television deal, a TV deal, not yep. a kind of streaming deal, not a iPay-per-view deal, it's got to be the case or else uh, or else your, your progress is going to go flaccid. But Jimmy, I'll tell you what's not going <laughs> to let you go flaccid. BlueChew.com and that code Fightful. You'll draw a house. When you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful, because they'll be lining up at your door trying to get some of your erect penis. <laughs> but you know what? It's not going to be because the mailman told everybody about it, because Blue Chew, which has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, ships straight to your door discreetly. It's not going to be because the local doctor or the local pharmacist is out there saying, Hey, everybody, this person's taking the wiener pills. Because you don't have to do that. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor. You don't have to go to the doctor. You do the questionnaire. You, you consult with a medical professional uh, via bluechew.com. Then you use that code Fightful. You get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. Also, discreet. Discretion. It's important. It's not just for people with a problem. It's for people who want that performance, that confidence, that enhancement. Man, your bedroom will be looking like Braun Strowman just ran through it. Titan Trons and semi trucks and ambulances all turned over. Bluechew.com code 
Fightful. We have some Humper chat, which is pretty appropriate. And our, our friend Destiny FOMO is in the chat as she sponsored this show. Go follow her at twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO. What is that you said? You said you said trucks all turned over. Is that you said? Yeah. Andrew says, I love that chart. My favorite pay-per-views are Rumble and Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank seem to get the second best boost other than WrestleMania because there are stakes attached to it. Uh, Andrew also says, sorry, I turned your Q&A into a watch along for 205 Live. It was fun, though. No, I enjoyed it. It was it was a lot of fun. My live Q&A is up on Fightful Select now. Survivor Series Golden Egg challenges Jimmy to a match and says, don't be smirch me. Hey, and Joker sent uh, Joker. I had answered this earlier, but I'll, I'll answer it again for you since you sent another humper chat. Any word on Oscar's contract? Uh, no, but they can add uh, injury time because of her being sidelined right now. Daniel says, talked about gimmick matches last week. I have an idea for one. It's a tag team elimination match, but there's no tagging in and out. Once the person, first person is eliminated, the second person comes in. That's interesting. That's interesting. I wonder, uh, yeah, I could see that happening in, I, in the I, future. I can see Cody bring it back Lethal Lottery. Cody's really big into the WCW and oh, yeah. stuff. Lethal oh, yeah. Lottery was great. Some stupid punk says, all I'm hearing is Fightful Pro Wrestling. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> to your point, I love the wild card on the 1995 Survivor Series. I that was a good one, too. That. Yes, yes. Baby yes, faces, yes. heels, loved yep. it. Yep. What's next on your list, Jimmy? Well, I want to talk a little more about this, this business topic uh, because I think sometimes people look at things from a wrestling fan perspective and they don't think about the business perspective. And they just think, you know, there's so much talent available that let's do another promotion and not thinking about how tough it is. And when you think about some of the other wrestling companies out there and how hard they've tried to get a weekly live paid television deal, and they haven't been able to. I mean, Impact Wrestling, they ended up, you know, buying access to get them television ring of honor was put was was bought by sinclair for syndication and then they yanked it mlw's tried forever they've had to rely on like you know kind of like little promotions or youtube or whatever uh the nwa billy corrigan's got connections and money and all they have is youtube nobody's been able to land a television deal with a big rights fee guarantee uh it's difficult yeah. And so, uh, and so that's why I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, they, I wouldn't they don't even it. do YouTube. They, they go live on fight now in WA. Right. Right. And when you look at the landscape currently, and again, you gotta, you gotta put yourself in the shoes of a network executive that probably doesn't know wrestling, you know, to the level of a wrestling executive. So when you look at it from their perspective, raw right now is averaging under 2 million viewers a week on Monday nights right now, AEW dynamite right now is averaging under a million viewers a week on Wednesday night rampage is doing between 500 and 7,000 viewers. Now granted it's a Friday night, not the greatest time slot, but they're averaging between five and 700,000 viewers a week. So if you're going to start a wrestling company, there's no guarantee that you're going to get that, that guaranteed money deal. And what night are you going to air? Remember when yeah. AEW was coming out, there was a lot of debate. Well, when are they going to air? Wow. Because well, they would air Thursdays. <laughs> That's the sad reality. They would air Thursdays, even though impacts on there. But isn't there isn't there impact. isn't there sports competition on Thursday like football? Yeah, there's sports that? competition every night. I guess every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 difficult. And and I really think, as a side note, that not enough can be said about the value of Chris Jericho uh, to AEW. And I remember when Jericho signed with them, and he made a comment about this is the most lucrative contract of my career. He has earned every penny because I guarantee you 
that TNT, when Tony Khan was talking to them, Tony, TNT didn't have a clue who the Young Bucks are. TNT didn't have a clue who Kenny Omega is, didn't have a clue who Cody Rhodes is. They damn well knew who Chris Jericho was. And Tony Khan was able to use the name Chris Jericho in order to help leverage that deal and get that deal done. And and going back to what we said before, with all due respect to Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt and, and whoever else, they can't use those names. TNT executives don't know Adam Sher. They don't know Wyndham Rotunda or Bray Rotunda or Bray Wyndham or whatever. They don't know them. And so unless you have a guy like AEW had with the Chris Jericho, it's going to be very difficult, number one, to get a weekly live television deal on cable even on a rev share only basis without any guaranteed money up front very difficult very uh, impossible i mean it, it felt like six maybe six seven years ago jimmy like that everybody was starting a wrestling company lucha underground and gfw and tna was on tv roh was on tv yeah um like you had wwe getting a bunch of shows main event landed on tv wrestling was like all over tv because it is usually cheap programming and yep. it does usually get good viewership. And I think a lot of TV stations are starting to realize that you, you can that like wrestling fans do spend money. It's a matter of getting the advertisers to see that as well. Ted Gruber says, Jimmy, how comfy is that chair? SRS is jealous. It's good. I, I have like an executive office chair. It's just, I'm in this thing like all day and it's yeah. bad for my posture. So I use a gaming chair. That's just, uh, the, the better option. Mike Straw says, sad to see where ratings are, but is there even a chance for any show to ever sniff three to four million again? I doubt it. Um, I, I'll never say never, but I highly doubt it. So I, I, I do remember hearing that Nielsen was going to change. I don't know if they've already done it, but Nielsen was in the process of changing how they do the metrics uh, because there is a lot of things they need to look at outside of the live television viewership number. And I know that they do DVR stuff now already, but there's other things they need to look at. I mean, every major television network now has a streaming component. And VOD needs to be looked at because I understand why advertisers don't care about the DVR numbers because people skip through commercials. Yep. But on the VOD, you can't skip commercials most of the time. Right, and I'm sure I'm I'm Canadian, but I know that uh, uh, Sportsnet in Canada, I can stream it live. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as, as a subscriber, I'm assuming that USA Network you can do the same thing in the U.S. I don't think USA takes that into account. I think that you have to be a cable television subscriber in order for it to count. There's a lot that they have to change in terms of those metrics, and I understand, like you said, the advertiser mentality that's still kind of important to them, but. They're going to have to get with the times because I, sorry, that was our audio playing on my speakers for some reason. Okay. Okay. I've read uh, different articles uh, from different people in this world. I read an article the other day and the writer said that all of their friends under 40, not one of them subscribed to cable. That's yeah. what the writer of the well, article the, the, the YouTube stuff, the sling Hulu, that is all factored into to, to Nielsen. But what about if they are a USA subscriber that watches streaming online versus watching cable? Does that count? Streaming online. Yeah. Yeah. If you're using, if you're using uh, YouTube TV or sling or any of those things uh, that, that they have Nielsen plugged into those. Yeah. Is that part of the live four o'clock Tuesday number? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And does USA Network have an app where a subscriber can watch Raw Live? I, I don't know if if they do an app. A TNT does, though. Okay, because this is all this should all factor. 
Sure. And and I don't know if they do. I mean, for example, Rampage in, in Canada on Fridays, when I when I watch Rampage, I watch it on the TSN app. Yeah. Because oftentimes, and this is another example, oftentimes TSN cable television doesn't near Rampage live. Yeah. But the app does. So when they're doing the metrics, do they account for the difference? Do they, like, I don't know. These, these are things that I haven't done the research on, but it makes a big difference in when you're looking at the total viewership number. Yeah. Average Jonesy says, what do you think about Master P starting up a promotion? It was something he was interested in previously. Well, I mean, I think he's worth a lot more money than Billy Corgan, but he bought House of Glory a couple of years ago. So he he has a wrestling company. Uh, but uh, as far as, I, like, I don't know how much he loves wrestling and wants to be consumed with it like Billy Corgan does yeah. and has for years yeah. across Resistance Pro, TNA, and NWA. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I... I'm I'm all for seeing what he would do. Kieran George says, been out of the loop with the released ROH talent, but with Lethal now in AEW, will the Briscoes follow suit? They'd be a perfect fit. Uh, I don't know if they were at AEW last week. They were supposed to be there just to visit, I was told. But just to visit means you're probably talking to somebody there. Some stupid punk says airing live on the West Coast doesn't help AEW. When I talked to officials, they thought it would help when, really? uh, ahead of time. They thought everybody likes live, live is better realistically I'm sure they'd love it if they could go live, then do a replay. If I were AEW, I'd want to do an immediate replay. Nitro like did that. Yeah. Yes. And it, so. it helped WCW immensely because half, like half the audience was watching WWE at the time. Right. That's right. So, yeah. You know, I, one thing I want to mention when, when they mentioned the Briscoes just then, do you remember how I used to always put over how I wish somebody would do the killer bees masks? And I think, I think it was uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose that I suggested on a podcast. They should do the killer beast thing with the mask because they wore the same gear and their body type was similar enough. So FTR did it on full gear. Yeah. And, and when they did it, I was like, damn it. Like, that's the gimmick I wanted. With all due respect to FTR, it's very obvious looking at those guys that it's not the same guy. Yeah. And that was kind of the joke with the killer bees. Brian Blair and Jim Brodzell had different body types. But we yeah. were supposed to believe when they put the masks on that you couldn't tell them apart. Can you imagine, Sean, the Briscoes and the Usos doing the Killer Bee mask gimmick? I mean, that would be cool. It'd yeah. be hard to tell the difference. You wouldn't really know who's who. I mean, fuck, it's hard to tell who's 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 who with the Usos as it is. Uh, CJ Lilly says, guys, any news on Alexa, Bailey, or Oscar returning? Because the longer they're off, it, the longer it gets me worried. I also hear Alexa took Nia's release hard. Any truth? I don't know. I haven't spoken to her. Um, also we have somebody saying SRS, not quite streaming only counts if the commercials match the linear programming. The ones I mentioned do count. It is specified within the app that you can opt in to, uh, into Nielsen. Nielsen on those. So yeah. And, uh, Kevin says, unlike the TNT app, the USA app doesn't offer live TV. Yeah. That, that has to affect things. Now I don't know if the app does that, but the right. services that I mentioned do that. You, you, when you, Go into the options like it's listed there. But as you can far, choose you could choose to opt out. Yes, you can. So as that means far, that you can view it. Sorry to cut you out, but that means yeah. that you can view it and Nielsen's not going to count it. Yeah. But I mean they it's it's still an aggregate. It, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, uh, Bailey, she's nowhere near ready. Asuka, no, we'll have an update on the site as soon as we can find out. And Alexa, I believe she had asked for time off, but I, I can't say that for sure. Dante says, prayers up for Jesse. Get well soon. Anything that people can do to support. Uh, I will find out. I talk to Jesse. Uh, I usually try to every single day. But uh, we love Jesse the Buckeye. She's long been great to us. So 
hoping that she gets better and she's out of there soon. It was really nice to see the outpouring of support that she got for from AEW. For sure. Um, some stupid punk says trips is honestly likely the only one that could walk out, uh, get his own backing and a small TV deal with a channel like access or spike but with his daughter starting to train. I doubt he'll leave now, which is too bad. He's do good for current WWE, buddy. Shane's dad owns the company and he still left. You never know. Um, I will never, ever, ever pretend to understand the motivations of a millionaire. I do not know what they want, but it, he would, yeah, he, Spike doesn't exist. Paramount exists. He ain't getting on Paramount. They got shit like Yellowstone on that channel. He ain't getting on there. <laughs> but if he, if Triple H went up to Access tomorrow, they would absolutely be like, yeah, sure, whatever you want, yeah, buddy. It's never going to happen. But it's, it's never going to happen. Andrew says Cardona was an amazing signing for GCW. I'd love to know how he and Brett Lauderdale react to the heat behind closed doors. Cardona and Chelsea have both gotten so much heat for so long. They're used to it. I, I mean, can, sorry, Lauderdale's I, I, used to it as well. And I'll add one thing. So, and again, this is a cheap plug. So, the next issue of FIFA Magazine, the January February issue, we have a feature on Matt Cardona uh, by Stephen Jensen. And uh, I, I was kind of the conduit, getting questions to Matt to answer. You know, for for the uh, interview, he tackles all of that. Yeah. So he he tackles you know his evolution from WWE and and deciding to go with uh, GCW and doing the death match tackles all of it and so uh and so uh, you could check it out in the next issue of fifa magazine all of it was matt cardona and, and i can't speak for chelsea because i don't really talk to chelsea but matt coming as zach Ryder and becoming matt cardona he embraces all of it all of it like he's completely cool with all of it and he embraces whatever heat he gets he embraces it throwback says happy thanksgiving eve guys who do you think will make an impact in wrestling soon who do you consider the turkey of wrestling Five, two, five, six hundred minutes a year. Please do a good deed and be thankful. Oh, that's how many minutes are in a year. Uh, well, Throwback does many of them. Uh, the biggest turkey in wrestling, Austin Aries, without a doubt. That guy's a fucking dope. Um, <laughs> who do I see making an impact in wrestling soon? Um, I think the Dante Martin, Leo Rush, Team Taz storyline when Darius Martin comes back is going to be one of those that that bubbles up and explodes and gets really good. Jimmy, we got about two minutes left. What else you got? Jesus, you're making me end early today. Ah, uh, that's that's that was what I said. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I told you I was at a client and I was two pints deep. Okay. So, so I guess what I'll do quickly then for the last topic. So, on the fightful roundtable this week, which by the way I thought was a great concept. So, props to Shaq. I liked it. There was two questions that he asked, and I can answer the both of them kind of at the same time. So, I wanted to bring it up. He asked, "Is Roman Reigns getting stale?" And he asked, "How do you feel CM Punk is doing now since his return?" And I can answer both of those basically at the same time. So I'll, I'll tackle it quick because we only got a couple of minutes. With Roman Reigns, first he needed to get established. And I know a lot of people might say, well, what do you mean? He main evented four WrestleManias. Just because Vincent Mann threw him through everybody's throat, you know, shoved him down everybody's throat, doesn't mean he was established. He was not box office. When he came back post-lockdown, aligned with Paul Heyman, won the universal title, beat uh, Edge, which was uh, a big moment for him, beat John Cena at SummerSlam, which was a big moment for him. Now Roman Reigns was established. Now he had momentum. CM Punk, kind of a similar thing. He comes back after seven and a half years, much like you'll see an athlete after they've retired and they come back, like a Michael Jordan or whatever. There's always buzz when they come back. 
And so when Punk came back out on Rampage, massive buzz. When he had his first match in seven and a half years at All Out, massive buzz. But once he's at that point, you've got those out of the way. And once you're Roman Reigns, you beat Edge, you beat Cena. In order to maintain and sustain that momentum, what you need from that point forward is the right story and the right opponent. And so to answer the questions, is Roman Reigns stale? How do you think CM Punk is doing? It's going to depend on the story and it's going to depend on the opponent. I think Punk uh, is in a better spot right now because they did Punk Eddie Kingston at full gear. I thought that went over pretty good. Now they're doing Punk and MJF. If they do it right, there's a hell of a story. The promo work. Everybody's seen the photo of the young MJF at the autograph signing with CM Punk. There's a hell of a story to be told. When you look at Roman Reigns, so what's he got coming down the pipeline? Probably Drew McIntyre, maybe Jeff Hardy. Everybody knows those guys are not going to beat Roman Reigns for the universal title. And that means I don't think a lot of guys are going to get into that. Maybe he's got Brock at Mania coming up. Everybody's hoping he's got The Rock. That might be something that people can sink their teeth into and we'll be able to kind of generate a buzz for Roman Reigns. Otherwise, again, now that he's established without the right opponent and the right story, he's going to lose momentum. CM Punk, same thing. Without the right opponent, right story, he's going to lose momentum from, from that peak of his return. And that's uh, that's my answer on where they're at. Guys, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Mike Leotis wraps us up and says, Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Love the insight on a third promotion. Like to see all the release talent find good, steady work, regardless of where. Don't we all, my friends? I'm heading over to do uh, Quizzlemania. Uh, some stupid punk says last chat. I swear. wanted to thank you to the entire fightful crew. Thank you all so much. Have a good uh, Thanksgiving regular Thursday. Love you all. Well, I love you all. I'll be back uh, on screen on Monday. I believe it is. So tune in. we got a lot of great shows coming up until next time, guys, we're out. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.